what is so what is so the name of this is cigar? The Tatuaje. Let me get the name right here. Just because I don't want to fuck it up. Uh, Tatuaje. The Tuxla, which I don't know what that means. It, it's like a. I, I have to. I have to look into like what Tuxla is like a. It's like a line he's been doing. He's had a lot of things that are named. Tux, I don't know if it's like a certain series he's doing, but this is the Lomo de Cerdo, okay. which is Spanish for pork tenderloin. This is a newer version of the Tatuaje pork tenderloin, which is probably a, a top four cigar I've ever smoked in my life to this day. Um, wow. The big difference being that this one uses a San Andreas wrapper, whereas the old one used a Connecticut broadleaf. So all those times where I've said that like my father and Tatuaje use broadleaf, you know, just as good if not better than anyone i don't mean in a lot of their stuff because there's some tatuajes recently like the broadleaf reserve is very good but it's you know it's good uh i'm trying to think of any my father name brands that use broadleaf and none are really coming to mind um i think they use it on la roma de cuba but the pork tenderloin was the broadleaf that made me fall in love with that wrapper um I think I have. I had bought five cigars. I think I have one left floating around in a bag somewhere in my in my humidor's at home. Um, which brings me to a topic that we could talk about today, which is Holy Grail cigars, like the ones that you've either read about, the ones that you've kind of maybe seen non aficionado or half wheel does do a holy grail section every year but i always feel like it's weird it's never it's always some obscure size of a cuban that i've never heard of or something or it's always a strange a strange one but holy grail cigars are those just at us at a t- like never able to find them and not not like something that was released this year, like a Dunbarton, that it's just kind of harder to find. I mean, they released a series of these 20 years ago, and you're never going to see them again. you got to find somebody on the internet who has them. Um, and I'm curious as to, well, do you have anything, I, I know you haven't been in the industry that long, but do you have anything that you've like either heard me talk about, heard one of our manufacturers talk about, seen in any of your readings or your wheelings and dealings that you would that you would consider a holy grail. Like I would I would pay money if I can find one of these just to try it. Yeah, there's a few. Um, and this time last year it popped up on my Facebook because I posted that you we went I don't know if it was after work. Or if it was a Saturday where you gave I think me an I was, Opus I was X. home for some reason, and then I can't. I mean, it might it have been off. a half a day during the Memorial Day weekend, but like we spent like a few hours in the lounge, and you're like, he, you were definitely off, but like yeah. we also spent like not off, like I was off of work. Yeah, yeah, you were off of work. Yeah, but we also spent like it wasn't just like you know how we spend an hour after work sometimes. Like we had a few drinks, we were there for a few hours, we were talking about a lot of stuff. Um, and I think this was—it was a good time. It was—it was a really good time. I think this was also around the time you, you and you started dating Deb as well. Yeah. So we were talking just a lot about just just life stuff. I started I, getting know, a lot happier around Peyton. Then. Was, <laughs> Peyton was. I think. I think. I think. When was Peyton born? July first. 
So it was, it was, so, uh, yeah, it was and it I was going like away July, in June, or must, I, was go, I was going away late, I was yeah, going was, away from my paternity leave late June, so it was, you were, you were hell, not hell bent, but you were like, I have an opus, like, let's, yeah, let's it was sit like and your, it was like your have a baby cigar. So that like, was, nice. that, that was a cigar, obviously, that everybody talks about, and I was able to finally have it, and I think it lived up to the hype. Um, another cigar for me that I seem to always hear is, um you know you you kind of bring up is like the year of the rats that davidoff does now i don't know if they still live up to any type of hype but you know um there's that's a that's a brand that i would really or a cigar line or even just one cigar from them i would like to try and then i remember when you and justin went to nashville and then i believe miguel Miguel came up, Shodell came up here for an interview and you guys were talking about the Las Moreas and how you starting to see that more cycle out into the, like you see people start yeah. talking about that in that's a, that cigar was a, is a, in, in both ways when it was around and also now that cigar was a victim of, I think marketing. The reason that cigar didn't, catch up first of all it was made i can't remember what the blend was but it was made for crown heads i believe by my father which is a big deal that my father you know because they only they do the last calaveras and then did the, that one the last medias um i think that came out the same year as la Carême because i if i remember if i recall correctly uh i do be, i do declare i do declare i think they might have both came out summer of 2015 because the La Carême is ringing a bell as being released at the New Orleans trade show, which was my first trade show. All right. And to be honest, I was really fat back then. And so there's something with the connection of the La Carême, which was like based on a sh- like a French chef and doing all this stuff. Something with that, and the fr- like. We were in New Orleans and like French cuisine and uh, beignets. I thought it was somehow related. Okay. I thought he released this now because, because of beignets. Of that. Okay. I. That's not why he did it. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't. He no. didn't release La Carême because of beignets. <laughs> uh, but I thought he did. By the way, New Orleans, ridiculous town. Absolutely. I I love it's it so and I'll opposite. never go back. Oh, I love it. I can't do it. I can't. I'm not that guy no more. I went. I would do a history tour. Yeah. So I went when I was 25 and I loved it. I uh, went to when I was 25 as well. That's when the trade show was. I would like to go now. Still like without child probably so I can enjoy my night, my evenings. Without but, child. <laughs> without, I would like to go without child. If Jess and I were to go or like go on another family vacation, I enjoyed it. But I don't know if I could go as hard as I did when I was 25. I'm going to ask you this. Yes. Your little girl grows up. She's 18. She's a, a, a gorgeous young lady. She's doing all A's in high school. She's going to go to a good college. Mm-hmm. She's like, Dad, a bunch of my friends, we all want to go to New Orleans for spring break. Are you letting her go? Yeah. You are? Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit you're letting her go. Why not? Because I would be. It, it's a, it's a. It, it also obviously because you were there. It's eighteen years from now, and it's also it's and what well, I'm you learning is going to calm down. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, what I'm trying to learn is, obviously from you know, not, not to get into a therapy session. I'm just going to hopefully tr- 
trust her enough to be smart. I don't need to know details. I don't want to know details. My pa- like I never told my parents any details. I don't want details. I don't need to see anything. But I don't I wouldn't want to ever hold her back in terms of going. You set it up to where she's already going to college. She gets straight A's. She seems like she has a good head on her shoulders. You've given me nothing but like a, an alley oop essentially to be like, oh, well, I, there's nothing. I do trust her. Let her have fun. But I don't need to know details. You know, I don't. Let's ask. Let's ask Derek. I already know his answer, but all right. Your oldest daughter grows up. She's 18. She's doing well in school. She comes to you. Lovely, lovely young lady. And she's like, Dad, a bunch of me and my friends want to go to New Orleans for spring break. Is that okay? That's the answer. But why? Because when you went to New Orleans, were you single? Yeah. How'd you do? Pretty good? Did pretty well, huh? Those are all somebody's trusting daughters as well. So you, but you all, think... All those kids' dads were like, yeah, go. Have a good... T-. Yeah. But you think going to Long Island LBI is just as good? First of all, no one here said to ever go to Long Island. <laughs> not Long Island. I want to make that not Long clear Island, I'm saying. right here. For your senior trip going down the shore no, wasn't any no, better. No, you just, you don't, you don't let her go anywhere. You send her to the monastery. And that's where she stays. You come in periodically, you check, you bring her like, you know, a uh, 17 magazine and like, uh, you know, some Twizzlers. And then that's where they stay forever. Now, my son... He can go wherever he wants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he can go wherever he wants. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would let. Not let, but I would be very. That that city is just especially crazy, and it also attracts a certain type of crazy. Like within a, yeah, um, yeah, the Flash coming out uh, two months. Uh, within a within a five like like within within my own eye span. Like within all within my periphery, if you will, was a drunk guy throwing up, a cop arresting somebody, a half naked lady, a guy dressed on stilts as a monster, like a full, like a cosplay monster, yeah. like very detailed, like the guy I send you guys who sings in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like like just dressed <laughs> yeah. ju- like that. Imagine that guy, but on stilts, and then a guy tied to a cross. Who was like, you must repent for you're all going, y'all, we all gonna die, so, you're all going to That's all within like this room area yeah. on Bourbon Street. All right. That's how I look at it as like you can be a menace anywhere <laughs> you go. Uh, we we were all menaces in the comfort of our of, of our dorms or like at college or something, I'm sure at one point. I would just I, I would just not need to hear about it. Personally, I just wouldn't need it. Like, hey, you had a good time? Good? All right. But you're not saying there's something that if she said, oh, we're going to go to Charleston, North Carolina. Like, that's, that's different. That's, that's, a like a little, more, that's a little more wholesome. Yeah. Like, she'll still know? probably get into trouble and drink and have her fun. Yeah. It's like about New Orleans that it's just, it's, dude, it, yeah. was, a, it was a port for pirates. It's, 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 by the way, great food, great cuisine, great culture, but it's, it's just it's filled a, with debauchery. A, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Bacchian, Bacchian, Bacchus. Don't they have like the Bacchus festival or something? Like like the, the god of debauchery and wine and party. That's Mardi Gras, huh? Yeah, it's Mardi Gras. Um, heard they have a good hot dog, though. Anyway. So the Las Mareas. <laughs> let's go back 20 minutes. <laughs> the Las Mareas was, came out that year, and I think that La Carême 
just overshadowed it because of how, first of all, how good it was. Lost Mars was, was good too, but the Lock Karam was just exceptional. The the sizing, the box, the band, everything was just on point. Las Moreas, it, it, and even I, I've interviewed John about this, um, just didn't, I don't know, it didn't have as much direction, I guess. It was just a very good cigar, but yeah. like, I don't even know what Las Moreas means. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I don't, I, there's just, and I don't think I've done my research. Did enough. I give you, I have some. He uh, From like an old, an old, like one of the boxes he would send me with like stuff. I have some Las Moreas at home. Okay. I'll, I'll I don't know if you it. ever gave me one, honestly. But he, so then when they discontinued it, that's when you started hearing these whisperings of like, oh, did you ever have Las Moreas? Oh, the Las Moreas from Crown Edge was so good. And now there's like a demand for it. But I think there's a demand for it in as much as because you can't really find it. Yeah. And then if he's like, oh, we're going to bring it back full production within a year and a half, he would cancel it again. I think it's one of those things. I think it, and some of these uh, Holy Grail cigars are like that, that they're a victim of want which you can have. For example, we talked about it with Gurkha last week. Yeah. The His Majesty Reserve. I'm sure that's on a lot of people's uh, like holy grail list. Uh, I'm not going to say it's bad. I don't I, I I will say this and I will stand firm on this. No one cigar I think is worth $1000. Unless it's like a, a collector's like, like, oh, this was like the cigar John F. Kennedy had before he got into the car. Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like this was Winston Churchill had this when he gave his fight them on the beaches speech and it's like encased in glass. But a, anything that you're going to a cigar you're going to smoke. I just don't think there's anything that's worth that amount of I money. Agree. But I think that's on people's list because of the price tag and the and the prestige that follows it around. Um, there was even even the Davidoff had the Oro Blanco, which was five hundred dollars. When and I saw the reviews that said it was truly exceptional, but just like it's just not it's not worth. Pay. I guess for a certain class of person, it's worth it for like one time because of how good of an experience it is. But it's not like it's not like something that you would buy a box of and you like oh yeah I'll have this like it's worth it every time it's worth it for like the one time. You know, like going to a Japanese steakhouse and getting the Wagyu A5. It's worth it for that one time. Oh, my God, it's butter. It melts in your mouth. It's so good. But, like, it's not worth it the next time you go. You know what I mean? It's yeah. worth it for that initial that experience, experience at, a, yeah. at that, initial, that initial, wow, I've never had anything like this before. Once you've had it, it's like, this is not worth $50 an ounce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, going back to the original question, I think... I mean, <clears throat> I haven't done a lot of like as much research as I think I should be doing. I would probably want to try out cigar like <clears throat> when you guys when you talk about like when Steve Sacco or like Nick Melillo worked at Drew Estate. I would like to try some of those like original those cigars to come out. Mm -hmm. You know, something like that. Um, a, a CAO from John Huber, like. Maybe things of that nature um, or just kind of wishing if I had a time machine to kind of go back to when you started to so I could see like the progression that you you were able to see. I think right now I'm in like the middle of I think personally, I'm just very busy at work. So I, there's some things that I overlook in terms of how like the trends in the industry, if I'm being honest with you, I think you you know, you were at a 
I think you start at a good time personally because most companies from what you tell me, like that's when like in 2015, 2016 or a little bit earlier when everyone's really starting to find their voice. We've talked about that a handful of times the past few weeks on the episodes. So, so I think, I think that doing like doing that would be pretty interesting. So for me. Let, me, let me get this straight. You have a wife and a kid. And if you had a time machine, your first stop would be to come back and hang out with me when I was 22 no, 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 working no. in the store. Cause that's what you said. Cause that's what you I said. said. If I had a time machine, I would go back to when you started. I never said anything about hanging out. Um, no, I'm kidding. I would, <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general, I think I would like to kind of, I don't know if I'm, if I came in at the, if I, if I came in at the height of it, I, I always feel like I came in at it when like cigars started like really becoming cool. I would go back to 1985 and buy every pair of Jordans I can find there and then go. leave them in a vault. Sign, yeah. Leave them in a vault. Leave you know how much money vault. I can get? You know how much money you could probably get for a hundred pairs of first year Jordan ones? Probably a billion. Probably a penny. That's always my thing. Every time I see like movies with like time machines, I'm like, dude, I would go back. I would go back with like a hundred thousand. I would get a, a loan out now because my credit's good enough. I can get a hundred thousand dollars cash now in this time. But I would need it all in like ones because that's the only denomination that looks the same. From like back yes, in the day. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then I would go back and I would buy like a 67 Shelby GT for, at the time, you know, $18,000 cash. And I would put them all in storage and I'll lock them all up. And then I would, you know, make sure they were, like, they were, was, there was no rats or anything. Yep, come back. All clothed over. And then I would come back and then I would sell them all for a 67 Shelby right now is probably $150,000. Just on that one car. I would do that for a That's bunch a of cars. That's a movie right there. Yeah. Car car machine. Car machine. Car, but no, in all seriousness. Hot, I, hot, hot car time, time machine. machine. But in all seriousness, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Okay, I just okay. feel like I'm in a time where it's like, man, I'm able to kind of reap the benefits of an industry that finally got to a point where like everyone's being able to enjoy it. Does that make sense? No, it not? does. It does. It's all the shame of it also is that a lot of these things that, that were, that would be like on my holy grail list, don't or, or thi- not that they don't exist. It's it's the the industry today plays off of them so much, like the things that naturally fell into this, want it because you can't have it was really good, can't find it anymore. Things are now marketed specifically yeah. to do that, and it takes away the essence of what makes it special. There's one I'll tell you. I gotta Google it really quick. Um. Because I can't even remember exactly what it was, but I'm hold on Ashton ESG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So there was a dinner, like a cigar aficionado dinner. What year was this? Two thousand and two thousand one. And they released it was like an at it was called the Ashton VSG Estate Reserve. And it was a team up between Fuente, Ashton, and Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus does uh, the humidors and cutters and lighters, and they did. They work with Fuente on the God of Fire. I haven't seen God of Fire in a long time. Actually, we get, we'll get back to that. Uh, but it was this special blend of VSG that was like a mix between a VSG and an Opus, and they like just gave it to people at di- like they had like one humidor 
with the cigars in it that they like auctioned off at this dinner, and then that was it. It was gone. And somehow somebody on Half Wheel got one and smoked it for a review, and it was like amazing. Damn. But something like that, like, but that was from 2001. So although it was made to be rare and limited, it wasn't like social media, people are going to line up. It was like, yeah, we made this, and you're going to auction it off. But I don't think that they realized that 20 years later, people were going to be like scouring the internet to try to find it. I think there was just like a one-time, hey, we're going to make this one-time thing, yeah. and it'll be good and gone. Uh, so that's that would be something that would that'd be on my list. Um, some Cubans, I've had a lot, but I've never had the, uh, I can't even remember the name of it. That's how I haven't talked about it in a while. The Cohiba, I'm an idiot. There's a Cohiba, uh, Pahike. Okay, yeah. That was like, that's like the fancy, really hard to find Cohiba. Yeah, that's probably in Michael Jordan's humidor. Yeah, that's the Any one. I think it's like $90 Michael Jordan's humidor I would probably yeah. want. Um... I, I was able to actually check off a few that were on my list. One was the Opus X uh, Timeless 13. A buddy of mine got me one from like a so he found one at a cigar shop down in like South Jersey. That was unreal, absolutely unreal. Um, the Port Tenderloin, I lo- I always wanted to try that. I lucked out uh, right when I started on the other side, so maybe 2015 or 16. And you're saying this is a ver- like a it's 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 yeah it's packaged the same and I'm guessing the same filler and okay. binder, but instead of using broadleaf, he uses San Andreas. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, but Pete Johnson was doing a bus tour, which was really cool, like a like, like a touring, you know, an RV tour. And he would go to different shops. And then the, um, the deal was, like, it, for the pork tenderloin, it used to be, it was event only. There were 300 hours for a bundle of 25. And you had to buy at least 300 bucks worth of regular Tatawahe, you know, production stuff to be able to even buy the pork tenderloin. For some reason, he showed up here. They didn't know he was coming here. It was like a last-minute thing. And so they didn't have time to set it up in a system to do that. So he just said, like, yeah, you can just, like, sell them. You can just sell pork tenderloins. Just sell them as is. And I had posted it on Reddit. Like, hey, come down to Whippany. We're doing the the guys Uh here. And we had gotten a few guys. And one of the guys I knew from Reddit came on down. And he bought a bundle. And he was like, did you ever get any? I'm like, no, dude, I can't afford $300. He's like, well, because you let me know. Like, I'll sell you a couple out of my thing if you want. He's like, like, oh, can I? I'll give you a. See, I got it was so it was three hundred, it was like twenty five, so it was like was it like nine dollars each, something like that. I, I gave him like sixty bucks for five, for five of them, um, and uh, and then I smoked three. I gave one to my brother right before he we went off to Afghanistan, and then I think I still have one left, and those didn't have a band on it, so it's hard for me to even find them in my bag. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I have one floating around in my Tatawahe bag at home. I have a couple cool Tatawahe's floating around back there. I'd but. like to revisit this question like in the next few weeks or months, so mm-hmm. I, so I know, so I could really kind of give you a like a solid answer because I think there's so many cigars that, you know, I've been fortunate enough where you're like, oh man, like there's a cigar that you were just describing. Like you would, I don't know how to explain it, like. You talked about this cigar at our desk, and you're like, I'm going to see if we can get it, and we got it. <laughs> you know, like, I've been very fortunate enough for, like, that to happen wh- while working here, where you're like, I'm a man of determination, we're gonna, Chris. If we're going to try this, or if we can have this, then I want to smoke it, and then we're able to get it. Um, 
honestly, another another answer to that question too is like any cigars that influenced, you know, manu- like any cigars that influence like Nick Melillo or John Hoover. Oh, or the like, Bahia. That's the one. Those, that, that's the yes, one that him, him yeah. and Tim Osgner were talking about the, that Bahia from interviews. back in the day. Yep. So I would I would like to try an original Bahia. Yeah, any of those cigars that influence the people that I respect in the industry, anyone that I have met and value their opinion, I would love to try because I think that's it's just like asking, you know, athletes what athlete you know what made you love fall in love with this sport or this movie or this music. You always want to go back to the roots of it. So I think that would be pretty interesting to do to see like what they think. I believe before I started it in the industry it was always about everyone always asked me my friends oh you're going in the cigar industry like have you know make sure you get cubans 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 we talked about that at nauseam you know at first i think that was like an allure like oh my god yeah. like the holy grail i gotta try it and i have tried a few cubans and they just did not live up to my expectations so um, yeah i think when it comes to what you know what what they consider new world cigars which is non-cubans uh the hype is is usually more like it's it's built in because it was things that were already established and loved. I feel like the Cuban hype today, you know, m- most cigar smokers today were not a- alive or at least were not smoking when Cubans were legal. So that's very much a mystique factor. Whereas somebody saying like, oh, the pork tenderloin that was a more modern cigar where like there's, there's written reviews. Like there's, there's more testimony. Yeah. To like, you know, it was, it was well-constructed. There was a Cubans is, is that kind of just mystique of that ethereal mystique of just like, Oh, well you can't have them. And that's, the, that's what James mm-hmm. Bond smoked. Yeah. But well, a pork tenderloin and Opus X, these are written about mm-hmm. constantly in detail. Why you should try to chase one down. And want what you can't have, yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, I, I say an Opus are. X, uh, especially I, 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 any of the, any of the Opus X from the Lost City to the Angel Share to the BBM, any Opus X I think is is worth enjoying. The, he's been getting a little wonky now. He's doing. He just did one that's like only available in like Dubai. He did one that's only available through like a, a tailor in Italy, like a fashion house, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, like eighty dollars a cigar. I, I, relax, but because a regular Opus X, your base model Opus X, a retailer should still have them between fifteen and nineteen dollars, and it is as good today as it was when it was released. Oh, that's another one. Somebody found a bundle of like first year opus x like 1993 that's something that i would love to have tried uh and basically any first edition of things i talk about now so like i love the monster sampler and i've loved all the boxes of monsters that i have bought so i would like any version of the like the original dracula the original jason the original frank any of those i would like uh i would love to have have you know, been able to try. I've been looking for original Franks online. They're just so like if somebody has one complete box. They're like asking for like eight hundred dollars, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna smoke them. Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not gonna save them <laughs> for like future investment. I don't like that's maybe we can have another episode on that. I don't like cigars as investment for monetary gain. I don't like someone who I'm gonna buy these because I know they're gonna be worth something later. I would maybe buy 
multiple knowing like, oh, this is going to be gone soon. I can smoke it into my future. Mm -hmm. But buying cigars for monetary investment um, it's like buying. It's like people who buy. Co- and I hate when they, I hate when things are even made for that. I hate when shoes are made because you think oh, shoes you're not are to, made for that. I think a lot of shoes now. I think like the shoe industry. I think Jordans. I think Air Force Ones. I think a lot of those shoes are made because you're not supposed to wear them. You're supposed to buy yeah. them. You're supposed to let them sit on the thing, and then they're going to trade for double that amount on some app. I, I think, think they're not yeah. made for like everyday wear, and a shoe should be made to wear a, a, a sneaker. Should be made that you can wear this every day for at least a year, and it's going to be sports good. cards are made for that specifically. Yeah. I feel like because you're trading. I, I, I used yeah, to I, tra- I used to trade basketball and baseball cor- cards all the time with some of my buddies, um, but I always wondered. I would never do it, but I wondered. I have like two or three boxes of old baseball cards, like how much they would be valued now. I, like I don't that know. market. Uh, that market is kind of gone, in yeah, my opinion. Because I, again, it was one of those things where. The original cards, like the Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, yeah. Mickey Mantle, they were no one ever thought they were going to be worth something later. So they just like made a run of them, and then if you got them, not no big deal. And then in like the eighties and nineties, maybe even early two thousands, really it started in the eighties. Those were starting to go for a lot of money because there wasn't a lot around. But then the card companies just started making more cards because now people. Because now people were buying them to invest. Yeah. Oh, so now I got my Don Mattingly card, so I can invest yeah. it. In yeah, the, the, make, the more you make, the less value. Unless it's going it to value. Yeah, there's probably ten times as many Don Mattingly rookie cards out there as there are Mickey Mantle rookie yeah. cards. Yeah. So it, it doesn't. So I. So I can't stand when they're making things to be. I understand making a box. Like we have a project that we're working on coming out in November. We're like, we want. It's going to be a very special release, and we want the box to be kind of a, a collectible. But I'm not looking for anyone to buy these and like sell them in in a year. Like no. that's that, I'm sorry, that's dumb. Have it's you it's seen, a consumable product. Have you seen anyone? Obviously, we're speaking close to home. Have you seen anyone sell the 50th sampler box or collection? I've out there? checked eBay. Some people have tried to sell like the uh, like some of the ashtrays and the lighters and some stuff, but. Listen, you want to you want to do what you want to do. I have enough swag. I could I could make a decent amount of money if I sold everything I was ever given in this industry. And if I'm ever broke, it's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. But <laughs> but making thi- I don't mind making a very special release with aged tobacco in a special box that's commemorative that you want people to hope. But I I make like the 50th humidor. We designed that for it to be enjoyed and kept onto as like an heirloom for years and years and years. Not, I'm going to buy it, not take it out of the box, and then in five years, I'm going to sell it on eBay for double. If you want to do that with a product that you buy, that's up to you, but manufacturers who are making it for that, like, you know it's not, it's not, like, if you find, like, a Lamborghini with 100,000 miles on it, like, you got to, it's not a good car, like, you're not supposed to drive those all the time, and it's like, but if I can't drive it all the time, it's not a good car. Yeah. It's not good if I can't use its main function a lot. I should be able to do whatever it is, Whatever it is, I should be able to do it a lot. Do you think manufacturers, some manufacturers, I hope this isn't a stupid question, but do you think certain manufacturers make a, make a specific cigar with that intention of like, oh, people are going to buy this and then like sell it right away? I don't know. Probably not. I know it's a stupid question because no, you, think, stupid you like the- think like people are going to buy these cigars in hopes to enjoy them, but they might just buy them to flip them right away. You know, maybe I'm thinking in too, too many terms of, of um, 
how shoes are. Yeah. People buy shoe. There's this kid. Uh, he sold shoes specifically to like DJ Khaled. He was. This was a few years yeah, ago. Even like he a was, million dollars. He was like, like 16 year. years old, and he he was like Drake would go to him for shoes. A lot of these, a lot of these kids. I mean, a lot of these hip hop and mainly in the hip hop world would go to this kid. I'm telling you, he's 16. And he knew how to just flip shoes. Do you know? Does anyone know who I'm I, I know? About? I know. I, I saw yeah. there. They did like a, like a he's date. Pro- he's probably your age now, honestly, Steve. But he would like be DJ Khaled's like shoe guy. But you know what? And excuse my French. Fuck that kid. Hey. And I'm hey. going gonna, gonna, gonna to tell you why. You got to respect the hustle, man. No, but it's a hustle for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, how many other 16-year-olds out there are trying to buy those sneakers to like wear? Like, oh, I wish I could have a pair of LeBrons or a pair of these. But no, they're sold out immediately at retail price. Oh, you want them? They're $1,000 now because I bought them all at $150. Yeah. I think it's a scum. I think people who do that, I think it's a scumbag. I think it's, I think it's an easy money uh, no, not easy money because it is difficult. You got to set up all no, these things. No, but he's making bank. He is. But I think for something like that, uh, uh, listen. I was just reading the story of Sha- why Shaquille O'Neal dropped his deal with was it either Reebok or Adidas and went to go to Walmart because he's like, a, a mom came up to me. He's like, "How dare you try to sell these kids like a hundred dollars shoes?" And he's like, "No, I didn't want people to, have to spend so much money on my basketball shoes. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to." Aff- like the fact that like it's almost like Disneyland how that's become like for adults and like the point of what it is is gone. Jordans were supposed to be for kids and even like high schoolers that could put on they could feel like Michael Jordan they can play the game. Now those same kids who grew up on it are now in their late thirties early forties and they won't let it go and they're taking the dream away from the children. Like Disney World is so expensive now because of adults who go there and are willing to spend a thousand dollars a day. But a mom and dad from Ohio trying to take their three kids, they can't. They can't even afford to go to Disney World anymore. Same thing with sneakers. This is not supposed to be an investment. It's not supposed to be that. It could be sometimes. It's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be sneakers. You put them on. You play basketball. You have a good time. You shoot. You miss. I always make it, but yeah. Well, you do. Do you know the kid's name? Is it Ben? Is his name Ben? Uh, crap. Um, yeah, Benjamin. Yeah, Benjamin Kapalushnik. Kapalushnik, that's his name. Yeah. Um, shout was, out my guy Ben. He was like DJ Khaled's like right hand kid. Yeah, supposedly I think like twenty thousand dollars off of one pair of sneakers. Yeah, like he, like he. I want to say around 2015, 2016, I saw him all over Instagram because like Drake was, he was Drake's shoe supplier. Now, if he was doing that with art, God bless. If he was doing that, like, oh, I found a Van Gogh in Amsterdam. I'm going to sell it to this guy, and he flips it like that. Okay, that, that's something that's supposed – But yeah. he's doing he, – dude, he's paying kids to go wait in line at a footlocker to get the shoe. <laughs> yeah. He's paying the kids probably 100 bucks to wait in line. Nah, he's probably – oh, man. That, I mean, yeah, when you're 1600 bucks is everything. Yeah. And then DJ Khaled is paying this kid – Eight hundred dollars for those shoes for yeah. for not this kid is a middleman. I mean, listen, he's a smart like yeah. it's a smart hustle. It's a smart hustle, but I think that industry is just. And I have a buddy who does it. I have a buddy who does, uh, but I don't think he really like he'll wear some of them and then like if somebody offers him money on some he'll sell it. Uh, but the people who are like lining up like oh the new Jordan one in this color drops today and they're just buying them all out. 
Like, oh yeah, here, here's five grand. I want every size you have. And then they're going and flipping that for 30 grand. And there's a, there's a 12-year-old kid who just saw The Last Dance and wants to buy a fucking pair of Jordan yeah. 1s and can't <laughs> buy them. He has to go on eBay and buy them for $400. It's a scumbag move. It's the same thing. Xbox was the same way. They did the same thing with Xbox did, when the new oh, Xbox came oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they were, and, and bots were just bought. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, that's... like <laughs> Really? I love it. No, I mean, I don't... I don't I don't technically. I don't disagree, man. I, I, I think, also like Steve said, you can't hate on people how they make their money. But when you're looking at it from assassins, this, when you're looking, <laughs> when you're looking drug dealers, plenty of people you can hate on how they make their money. <laughs> Politicians, <laughs> big pharma, there's plenty of people okay, with shady money. Right. I'm talking. Okay, then, I, I, it's I, not, I don't know what else. It's not. To it's, really not say. it's not. That's not. But you're it's not right. shady money. They're no, not but you're right. Money, no, but. you're right. There's. I'm sure back in the day, they, the people who would film a movie, bootleg films back in the day when they would film it in theater. Oh, like they would sell Godzilla it. on the yeah. street? <laughs> yeah, like, I think, you know, you got to, you make your money somehow. Some people who do it, you're, you know, they're revered as like, you know, people seem to forget like Pusha T, Jay-Z, like <laughs> they made their money like selling drugs. And now you have six-year-old kids going to their festivals and their concerts and stuff. But I don't know. I, tr- I almost think, I almost don't, listen, if you offer me, if you offered me that path, if somebody came to me and said, hey, I have a truckload of Jordan 1s, I'll sell it to you for 100000 you can flip them for five. I, I would do it, so I don't much, I don't really blame the people who are doing it. I blame the sneaker, sneaker companies, A, because they're limiting the supply. You can, you can make a billion Jordan ones, like yeah. you, you can, and, and they will all sell, but they would sell for more like what they're supposed to sell for. There's no reason that Jordan, like my Jordan ones, I have the regular like black stripe with the, with the old with the you know like the wing logo, and then I have a, a a red and white, and then I have a blue and white. Yeah, they can make that shoe forever. You can just keep making that shoe, and everybody will buy it at some point. But they don't. And then I also blame the retailers that that kid comes into a Foot Locker or a, a what's it called a Fight Club I think is one I think it's like a big shoe store, and he's and he just puts down a big yeah give me like they should limit it like no you get one pair you're gonna buy one pair like that's what that's what you, you know what you know who does that the cigar industry a lot of times when a limited thing comes in like when we get Opus in the Whippany store you're allowed to buy two two boxes two cigars that's, that's it. it yep. Otherwise, dude, otherwise you would have somebody like me come in and buy, or, or you would have another retailer come in and buy all the boxes and then go resell them. So you're allowed two, two minimum, two, I'm sorry, two maximum. And they would still sell out in three days. That's what you should do. But what's the difference if you buy two or eight, you're still going, you're st- maybe it's just me believing the good in people, but I feel like you're buying them for yourself to smoke. Like I asked you, did you want any money for the Opus X? And you're like, no, this is my treat. So you're different than maybe someone who was going in there and buying it to make a profit on it, which I yeah. think I think that's I I don't I don't like that, but I think when it comes to cigars, it's it, correct. Please tell me if I'm wrong. With cigars, it's definitely different than shoes because I think cigar people are going in to buy it to add it to their collection. This kid is like, I just know how to make money. I'm going to flip it as any. Who at 16 year old is like, yo, Drake's hitting me up for shoes. Like, it's all about clout, yeah. or it's all about again, not nothing like, against the kid because like, no, 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 but it's money. all about like, like how weird is that? The, the, showing the, 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 off the, on grown ups are like hitting up a 16 year old for Drake. You need these sneakers that badly. You're gonna go to a child to get them. 
Like, come Every, on, dude, chill out. Everything is for the plug. Gr- He's the plug. Come on, everything's man. for the gram too. Yo, shout out my guy Ben. <laughs> Keep doing your thing, bro. <laughs> Everything, everything's for next time you see a new pair of Air Jordans that you want to go get and you can only find them on eBay for $800 call your guy Ben up see how much he'll charge you for them listen I'm, <laughs> I'm not the type where I need to get it on the day of I'm, I'm willing to wait the day of is the only time you can yeah, get them man. at the regular price I feel like you wait two weeks it's it double the price yeah. man yeah you listen, know what I mean still shout that's out. the way is the news still, goes is it still shout out to Ben uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess he's still doing his thing, bro. I, I can't hate on him. I'm not going to hate on somebody making money in a legitimate... But here's... It's, it's legitimate. It's he fine. It but it's it's the same way, like, a used car dealer, they're yeah. not, like... They're doing legal business, but they're still, like... They're still going to screw you. Oh, like, yeah. You know, yeah. they're still they're still getting you. I mean, dude, there's... I traded... Those my- shoes, the day before, sold for $150, and then Drake calls up a 16-year-old and pays $1,000 for him. Like, you're not... Ten you're, times more. Yeah, Come no, on. So the kid, good on him. It's doing, recorded doing on Instagram. Uh, you know, it's but on you don't Instagram. think that as like a system is fucked up and weird? <laughs> like as a system, as an as a, as a economic system in a society, that's not crazy? Okay, you might have a point. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to Ben, man. Like, if you, listen, if you, if, you have, if you have the Chicago's I've been looking for a pair. <laughs> yeah. The Jordan One, the Chicago, the, I think they were called yeah, the Chicago you, Gyms. If you're uh, happening to listen to it, yeah. If you want to, if you want to, it was like the gym, like G Y, like the. Gym. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. If you if, if you want to do some cigar and shoe trade, like I'll, you know, hit me yeah. up. They're also dropping the. It might have already dropped actually. The Miles Morales Jordan Ones from like probably the, the movie comes out next Friday. So again, yeah. that's something. Now, now while me and you are adults and we're into like comic book culture and everything, as, as are you. So like it'd be cool for for us to like own a pair of that, great. But that's really something for a child to a teen. That's what Spider Man is is really for. Yeah. No kid getting those. <laughs> There's not a kid in America who's gonna see a pair of those shoes. Do you remember like 2019, 2020? Whenever I forgot, I think it might have been the middle Spider Man and Tom Holland and Tom. What's his name? Who's dating Zendaya? Uh, Why am I drawing Garfield? a blank? Andrew Garfield? No, oh, Zendaya Tom is Tom Holland. It is yeah, Tom, Tom Holland. Yeah. Uh, the middle movie, Far From Home. It was Far From Home. Far From Home. No coming. No when way that, home. When that when that movie yeah. dropped, okay. he did a collaboration with Donovan Mitchell. Remember that the spiders, the red and black. Oh, those okay. look nice. But it goes back to what he, you know, what Nick just said. A twenty-four-five. I don't know how old Donovan Mitchell is. He's Bot, you know, he's making them. Half the guys in the NBA are not kids, obviously. They're going to buy them. No child. I haven't seen a child with them on. I, you know who I saw them? David, Dave downstairs has them. Like, <laughs> grown-ups have them. So, yeah, I mean, Nick's making a bigger – it's a bigger point in, we've in terms of, like, the, like, how – the, the nostalgia. We've yes, talked about how nostalgia yes, we've has, talked like, about poisoned it at, adults. At, a lot, yeah. So, so no, I, if, I did not mean – if, if Ben is, is listening – Somehow. So no, or anyone, listen, dude. In this day and age, you have a you have a hustle that makes you money, and you and you're and you're you know fighting back against the man. I'm all for it. Like you got to, you're making money, make money. I'm just saying this, this is a bigger issue. It's because he has a customer base that I guess bothers. He has people willing to pay him thousands of dollars. This is not some see, and I get really expensive things 
for quality, if there's an Italian tailor in the mountains of northern Italy whose family has been doing this for 500 years and he hand-stitches your pair of loafers and those are $1,000, okay, he's, uh, I, I shear the lamb for the thread myself and I make the leather out of my own calf skin. Okay. But for a pair of shoes that the day before at retail in the mall, Cost a hundred and thirty dollars, and then today they're selling for a thousand. Yeah, that's that's insane. It goes against like the economy. Like, it's like it's somebody listen. It's somebody. It's somebody making their own economy, which you got to appreciate. But it's just it, to and me, it's, it's crazy. Like the, yeah, it's not like these. Um, no, but I, I would I, agree with it if it was a limited. Like they were only selling like five hundred pairs. But I think or they're only. Pairs, and some know? of sometimes they do that. Sometimes hey, we're just making this much. But like the, they released a, a new set of Jordan ones. Like every year, they're coming out with like this, like Jordan ones again. Um, they they come out with like the right Steve. Like they come out with like the like the new year Jordan. So like this year, like the Jordan, I guess it would be like the 30s at this point. Whatever it is, yeah. whatever this year's Jordan is, and then they come out with a, a batch of Jordan one. What, why do you come out with a batch of Jordan ones? Just keep making them. Just like just like how Ford makes the F one fifty. Just you don't have to like do it in batches. Just yeah. keep making them. They'll keep selling them. People will buy them. People will always buy. And Nike's not making the extra money from that unless they are. Unless, unless, he works. unless they're doing back-end deals where they're like, listen, we'll help you create this kind of side black market economy. And persona. But yeah. we want to we taste. That is interesting. How do you, it's, how we do should you do stop that. that? We should do that. How we do you, should get yeah, it. How does a big corporation stop that? They, um, Microsoft, like they worked with their retailers hard to try to stop the, cause people were using bots to just buy up the new, I, I think that's really what set me off. We can, we can finish up on here cause we've yeah. been talking for a while. That's what really set me off on this tangent and, and what really let me look into this, this part of society. This was is an all time tangent was, though, was like. during, during COVID and people were home and they like, they had their extra money from the government. And they were home and people, and the new Xbox came out. And people couldn't get it because scumbags were setting up like auto bots on Walmart to every time Walmart would get a drop, they would get like, oh, you know, this we just got 150 Xboxes in. This guy would buy them all and then he would immediately go and flip them for double. Yeah. And, and they were controlling the supply. And it was it was just it was taking advantage of a dire situation. People were at home, nothing to do. Oh, I can get the new Xbox. That'll help me out of this riff. And some guy just has a warehouse full of Xboxes. And I, my, my thing at the time was like, Microsoft, you should be making as many of these as possible. So all these guys who have a, a van full of Xboxes, I want it to be worth nothing. I want it to be worth barely what they paid. Just keep making them. If you just keep making them, what is this guy? He's going to invest $10 million in Xbox? No, at some no. point they're going to be like, I'm going to stop buying these. Yeah. So I'm like, I would just keep making them. Um, but... I, I, it's just it's if it, to me it's you're taking making really I'm, I'm not I'm laughing because of just how passionate you're out you are about it but you're making good points because it's things are meant to be ha shared by everybody like that's the thing yeah. is these things are meant to be enjoyed by the masses for whatever industry it is mm -hmm. and to have a select few literally cornering the market if you want to corner the market on Ferraris sure you know what I mean like fine that's that's a, that's a, again a custom high end thing yeah. that is made for a very specific group. But for grown adults, multimillionaires, billionaires, cornering the market 
on things that really like middle schoolers should get to enjoy. I find it gross, to be honest. I, I I really do. I really I don't I don't like it. Um, I don't mind the middleman, like the the Ben. He he found a a business. He, he he's yeah. like, listen, as long as they want it, I'll go in there and provide it. Because I'm pretty sure I, I'd have to do more research on him. I'm pretty sure he's probably not doing that anymore. It was just something he did while he was in high school. Yeah, I mean, he probably made his money. He probably yeah, had like a whole yeah, bunch of like entertainment yeah. things going yeah. on. But it wasn't him. It was it was the fact that there was a demand for that at all by, like, these rich people. Dude, just go to the store and buy your Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, go wait in line. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. That's all I got. This cigar was fantastic. It was. It was really good. The, the new Tatawahe like was yeah. very, very good. Very, very good. So thank you very much for watching. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. Check out Chris has been doing so many good videos on TikTok. Thank you. Some of them are silly goose time. Some they of them are, are serious. Uh, Stevie Inks has been helping out doing some really, really good shots. Um, I'm sure you've noticed an uptick in our quality of, of photos recently on um, on Instagram. Um, they're very, 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 very good. Not as good as they were four years ago, but they're very good now. <laughs> uh, no, they're, but they're excellent. So we have a top-tier top team here. We're doing really great things, more things to come. So make sure to check out all of our great content, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Blending Room for our blog, um, comment, like, and subscribe. And as always, keep it lit.